Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show podcast, episode 436, presented by betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus only today at betonline.ag. We are heating things up here in week four of Bet on Jack and Zach, presented by betonline.ag. Our fourth different location, four different episodes, studio, Zoom, Zach's backyard, Honku's backyard. He's got a pool. He's behind the camera today. Never wants to step in front of the camera for whatever reason. I can't talk politics, so sorry. Zach, what do we got yes. on on tap for this week? What's the haps? All right. You want right. to you want to talk about last week and how yes. you were or less than you were the first yes, two weeks that yes. we did this? So this was probably the weakest week overall. So uh, if you had only picked my uh, Colts Titans uh, game, you would have walked away real clean. I was perfect on that game, even the prop bet on that one. Uh, the other two NFL games missed on everything. Yeah. The Lions. Yeah, it's rough. See, even if the Lions got blown out, I thought real. I felt really comfortable in the under of the uh, four of the. I think it was forty nine. Because I'm like, even if they get blown out, they're not gonna let that offense score that many points on them. No, they did. They let the Eagles score forty four, and they happened to score six to just get right over. That 49 you over could have, You couldn't have been more wrong about that It game. was I was couldn't wrong on everything. More wrong. You, you think this is the game. The Lions are not going 0-16 this year. 0-17, This yeah. is the one. Um, it wasn't even close. Niners, what was Bears. The final? What was it, like 30? 44-6. 44-6, yeah. 38-point slaughter at home. It was in Detroit. Nail-biter. Uh, and then uh, Bears. Uh, I'm going to stop picking the Bears to perform because that's the second week in the row. I'm like, you know what? I think the Bears will do something. Uh, lost by 11. They didn't cover. They didn't win. And I didn't hit the over-under on that one because they scored 55 points combined. It was a, full, a 45 over-under. So, so if we're doing the math, how much money did you lose people this week, Zach? Uh, so if you took my prop bets, then you would have lost, I believe, assuming you did like a standard, we should just do like ver- uh, values of 10, whether it's increments of like, 10, 100 increments of that, you would have lost about 60 on a $10 if you assumed you did $10 on all of my bets, if you include the prop bets. If you not include prop bets, you're still plus 30, which is not amazing. It is only about a 30% return, which is not great. But if you just ignore the Oracle prop bets... That's just assuming you bet $10. Yes. It's assuming, yeah, $10 per thing. I mean, that's 30 on each bet, assuming. That's what I'm saying. On, on average, it's about 30%. Whatever it was, 300 on each bet. Well, then, if you did my prop bets, I am very sorry. Uh, your kids are not getting as Look good as Look into the camera. Your kids Apologize. <laughs> but Make but, it sincere. We're not going anywhere until you apologize. I am sorry, but I will wait. Let me let me do all my bad games before we continue. Okay, I gotta yeah, go. let's, uh, let's apologize for college every mistake. Foot, college made. football. Also was not great. Um, Where does it end? Penn State, Ohio State. I got, I got, I actually, the only thing I didn't get was covering. I picked Ohio State to win, and I got the, and I got the under on that one. So we're all good on that one. The um, Auburn, uh, was Auburn Ole Miss didn't go the way I wanted it to. That one was uh, rough. And then I'm trying to think of the third ranked match. That one I was, one of them I was two for three on. I can't recall the game right now. But it was a bit, a bit better in college football. 
Uh, I'm not going to break the SEC. I'm so far really bad at the SEC and really bad against the Bears. So if I make again, make a bet with the Bears or the SEC, don't listen to me. But if I make a bet with a team in the AFC South, I am still 100%. So if you hear me name an AFC South team, prediction about that division, I'm an oracle there. Just not in college football or no, the Bears. In order to be an oracle, you no, have no, to be No, perfect. no, no, no. Anyway. Which you are not. So, so that's last week. So that was just a fluke week. Time to, get, time to get back to the real Oracle. All right, I'm going to go first with my picks. My first pick. So last week, I should have picked it. Should have known. Uh, Jets, Lord and Savior, Mike White, because Zach Wilson's hurt. Mike White comes in and, and delays the beat down on Joey B in Cincinnati. Gets the W. And, you know, people Lord are the, I thought Sam Darnold was their Lord and Savior. That's, that's, long, that's long ago. Zach Wilson, you know, uh, we still like him. But, you know, Mike White, you know, I, I have faith that it'll be a real quarterback battle because he, despite that win on the road against Cincinnati, the mm. division leader in the AFC North, they are 10.5-point dogs against the Colts in Indianapolis this Thursday. But I am picking them to not only cover, but to win. And I am picking the uh, under, the, yes, the over, actually, in that game, over a 46. I'm predicting Mike White throws for 300 yards again. What do you think about that? That's my first one. What, do you think about what my is first one? wrong with you? When will you ever learn? That is the dumbest prediction. You call you, yourself an oracle for the first 10 minutes of this segment, and then you make no, no, a no. bananas okay. wild pick it like is, that. Yeah, it's a big payout if it's right. And I'm feeling Mike White, I don't think he's a fluke. I think Mike White's the real deal. That Cincinnati defense destroyed Lamar Jackson the week before on the road, and then we came in their own house and beat them, scored 30, hung 34 on them, three touchdowns, 405 yards in his debut. And hit picked the prop bet. Mike White throws at least 300 passing yards. Next game. Dumbest. That's Falcons literally started with the dumbest pick plus six. Made. Falcons plus six against the Saints. I don't think they win, but I think the Falcons cover. Uh, cover, and I'm picking the under at 41 and a half. And then I am going. This is an odd. You're picking prop. the under in that game. That's interesting. Yes. And then uh, I am picking my prop bet. A little interesting with this one. I don't know why I'm still going with these prop bets. You can ignore them if you want. They haven't been good. But this one. None of them have been good. Not even close. Neither team converts over 25% of their third downs. Both teams are okay. horrendous you did your homework this time. on third Good. down. All right, so that's that. All right. My third and final NFL prediction of the week before we let you do your games and then go to the college football, Titans. Everything's run on a tight pat schedule. After losing Derrick Henry, are plus eight underdogs. I just want to show Cover. the people your schedule. No, no, no. We'll show them. Yeah, you'll put in the fire. I know what you're going to. I know what you dub to. Plus eight. You shouldn't be reading off notes anyway. To it's cover. professional. Plus eight. I'm predicting them not to win, but to cover the under at 53 and a half. And I'm going to say that both Matthew Stafford and Ryan Tannehill throw one interception as my prop bet. Those are my. I'll show, I'll show it. I'll show it because I know you'll throw the fire. But yeah. You know what? I'll back, I'll right back right you there. on the prop bet. Between the one interception between the both of them? Mm -hmm. Or for each? For each. For, I'll back that. All Stafford, right. I think, has had a marvelous season. It stinks that everybody else in the NFC is just going bonkers. Mm -hmm. I mean, like Cowboys are 6-1. and one. The Bucks are 6-2. and two. 
the freaking uh, uh, Cardinals Rams and are seven and seven one. one. Cardinals are seven and one. I think Packers your Cowboys are, are actually and seven and one. Actually, yeah, no, we went to six and one. Six I think one? we had a bye week. Yeah, mm. Cooper Rush. Good job, kid. Not, I mean, you know, again, NFC Championship game or bust, but. Mm. But yeah, so those are, my, those are my three. You poo-pooed two out of the three, especially the first one. But let's hear your That's three for, for, for this week. So I'm going to start with the New England Patriots, Mac Jones's New England Patriots, oh taking God. on the Carolina Panthers out in Charlotte, North That's, Carolina. That's a good one. The, the Panthers, I think, have, the, uh, they have it by three points. I believe so. They have it by three points, which is very interesting to me. The Patriots coming off that huge win against the Jets two weeks ago. Chargers uh, last week. Chargers last week. I, I'm feeling good about the Patriots this week. I'm not only going to take them on the over. I'm going to have them win oh, you're on Sunday them, not against the Carolina Panthers. Right, what's the over-under for that game? Do you remember? The over-under for that game, uh, let me check my notes, on a phone like a normal person. <laughs> uh, the over is 41. Over or under? So I think I'm going over. I'm going over, over and right. I'm saying the Patriots win as well. And then I'm guessing you're going to be scared and you're going to not have a prop bet. So you're not going to do that. You're not going to no, do that. No, I don't do prop bets. All right, all right. Let's go to your next I'm game a then. Man. All right, okay. Uh, the New York Giants hosting the Las Vegas Raiders, the former Oakland Raiders football club. Uh, I think they have, they're, they're the favorite by two and a half, the over 46 and a half in that game. I, I'm going to take the under between those two teams. I don't, like, I don't like the uh, over at 46 between the Giants and the uh, Raiders. Raiders have shown promise, but at the same time, Derek Carr, I feel like he's been too wildly inconsistent this year uh, to make that pick. At least the Raiders have offensively. And the New York Giants are just the freaking New York Giants, man. I, I really don't know what to say much more than that. They got the, they got the, the, they got the advantage. They got the advantage at MetLife. I think they cover. They cover? What is the, what cover. Is the spread? The spread is, uh, what was it, the, the over at 46, 46 and a half, the spread two and a half. Two and a half? That's a, that's a pretty tight spread. You, you think they'll cover? They'll, 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 they'll uh, only I think they'll two? cover. I think you can win big money if you take that bet. That's fair. See, you now know? you're understanding it. Now you're getting, getting it. No, 100%. I do, okay, the Jets one, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying. They're not going to win. You, you want to make up for all. the Christmas presents that were lost? Last week, but on that one, those two double teams, you Christmas cannot pick presents. the over on those two teams. Double Christmas presents. That's what you're looking at. Double Christmas okay. presents. Okay. All right, let's hear your third game. Let's hear your third one. Uh, third game was the Bolts and the Birds. So Ooh. the Los Angeles Chargers, the former team of San Diego, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Eagles cover the spread by one. <laughs> by that's one. A, that's, a that, and that's why I picked this, because it can go either way. That is, yeah. Eagles coming off a big win. Even so are Eagles though the still, dogs by one or the favorites by one? They they are the dogs by, by one. one. Okay. So the Chargers are the favorites by one. Uh, what's the spread? The spread or the, the over under is fifty, which is very interesting to me because the Eagles have literally they come off one big win against the Detroit Lions and that's basically it. Other than that, they're kind I mean, of the Chargers worst team in the league. Have looked rough the past two weeks. They started the season How is good. the over under at fifty for this game? No defenses involved? I guess the Char- Chargers defense last two weeks hasn't looked good, and the Philly defense like looked either. bad all season. I'm, I'm definitely going the under for that game. I could be wrong, but I don't think either offense has performed well enough all season long to even take a chance at the bet the over oh, that's at fair. 50 points. Neither team is consistent, both both of them. I would I, I, I'd that. take my bet at saying that uh, Los Angeles covers the spread by at least one. Okay. I don't see the Eagles winning this game at all. Okay. All right. Do the Eagles cover at least? The Eagles lose only by... No, I think they lose by... 
Uh, more than one. More than one. The, okay, yeah. chose chart bigger than What's next on uh, Zach's list? All right, we got the two, list. We got two Zach. more items before our halftime. Uh, first one is which is what we desperately want to get to. We just want to talk about mm -hmm. Michael Sarah for like the next uh, hour. The one, the at least as of right now, the only uh, ranked college game I could find this weekend for uh, week nine, uh, Texas A&M. Uh, Four and a half point favorites against uh, Auburn. Uh, I'm picking Auburn to cover, and this was a bad time because I picked I picked against Auburn last time, and it went poorly for me. But I'm predicting Texas A&M to beat Auburn. Auburn will cover, and I'm picking the over at 49. And you know what? I'm going even crazier with these prop bets now. I'm doing it in the college right now too, and I say that Texas A&M covers, but it's within. They win it on. They cover on the last play. They're down. Like they're down by like three or two. That's and a, a touch at the very prediction. end. In the last five minutes. Why? Why is that? Last a like, you don't even have minutes. to make that prediction. I'm going. I'm going out there. You know what? Prop bets. You make them small. You can do like one five, and then the big payouts. That's the whole thing. Prop bets are just fun. Fun little ads. Just see if you can game the system more. So, overall, I more not, power to you. I guess. Hopefully, over and then over under picking the over at 49. Uh, hopefully Auburn doesn't make me eat my words twice, but uh, that's my prediction on that game. Yeah, you really ate your words last week, for sure. Yeah, they uh, creamed Ole Miss last time. You know what? I'll take you on that. I, think, I think Texas A&M can do it? I think that uh, Auburn has looked good, but Texas A&M has shown promise, and it's going to be tough. Mm. It's going to be a close game. Yeah. What, what's the, uh, the, the spread? Spread? Four and a half. Four and a half? I'd go under that. You think? So you do, I will go under that. So you think it's within 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 four and a yes. half? Yes. Wow. I'm willing to bet that one wins by a field goal. Yeah. That's about it. I didn't. Man, it's gonna be really bad if Auburn not only uh, wins but also like wins this over the spread that I'm presuming not even to make. That's, yeah. This could be. Yeah. But you know what, Texas A&M, I have faith in you. Do not prove me wrong. All right. Last. We'll see you'll... if you have any money by the end of this week. <laughs> uh, I'll leave it to you, uh, you for the last segment before our. Uh, Halftime World Series just ended. Give us your thoughts on the series and your predictions for the upcoming season. Golf clap. Join me. Golf clap for the Atlanta Braves, the World Series champions for the first time since 1995. Uh, I believe it was Jorge Soler that walked away with the World Series Most Valuable Player Award. He was unbelievable. Not only this entire postseason. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr., goes down mm -hmm. before um, the All-Star break, out for the season. That's their player. That is their franchise guy. They're 44-45 and 45 at the All-Star break. They're a game under 500, not even in the race. The New York Mets were in first at the All-Star break. The Philadelphia Phillies were in the mix at the All-Star break. Atlanta Braves were not in the mix. They go on a tear in the second half. Freddie Freeman lights up the board in what could be his final season. It's a home run in his, what could be his final at-bat in Game 6 of the World Series last night in the seventh inning. Uh, Jorge Soler, though, to me, the most valuable player. He had a shot last night in the third inning. It was a 10-pitch at-bat, three two-count runners on first and second, two outs. Was looking low, found a fastball low in the zone on the inside corner and just tanked it over the train tracks at Minute Maid Park. It was impressive to see. I mean, we talked about Charlie Morton as early as last week, breaking mm -hmm. his leg, throwing 16 pitches on a broken leg. Very impressive. And like I said, it was 1-1 going into Game 3. Braves with a 2-0 win in Game 3. The Bats come alive in Game 4 to go up 3-1. And, of course, the Astros, they're a great team, great offensive team. They make it interesting, put up big numbers in um, big runs, I should say, in Game 5 to force it back to Houston. 
But there was no real shot. I thought that the Astros were going to erase that 3-1 series deficit. They put themselves in a hole with a very, very well-rounded, talented Atlanta Braves team that obviously just, they hit for power. I mean, Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson wins his second World Series in as many years, one with the Dodgers in 2020 and one with the Atlanta Braves in 2021. A lot of fun stuff. We'll see if Freddie Freeman re-signs. It doesn't appear so. They were kind of advertising it being his last game, homering in his last at-bat. Should be interesting, though, but I'm very happy for Atlanta Braves fans because they have they've deserved it. Uh, they went to the World Series in 96, lost, 99, lost. Uh, they were up 3-1 in the NLCS last year against the Dodgers, came up short, were up 3-1 in that series this year, uh, were able to finally sneak away with it with a win in Game 6, so I'm happy for them. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, they won a lot of people a lot of money. The Astros did not win people a lot of money when it came to prop bets, when it came to the one line as well. So all around, got to give credit to the chop. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. That's my, that's my thought on the World Series. Right. That's all I could really say about the World Series this year. Uh, Any given, predictions for the upcoming season or the offseason? The up, you can't predict baseball. That's the that's why baseball is the greatest sport in America, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot predict what is going to happen. 44 and 45 at the All-Star break, they're probably not even making the playoffs without Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, that's a crazy amazing. run. Absolutely. Well, that leads us to the, the Michael, Michael Sarah Halftime Report. Cue Michael Sarah Halftime Report graphic. What do we got on tap today right, so Michael Sarah, your curly-headed friend? I, some people were saying Michael Sarah is a relic from the past, saying he hasn't been a star in a lead movie since 2010 in, with Scott Program, and he hasn't been a major Arguable. character in a TV show since uh, Arrested Development reboot ended. So it's like Debatable. Michael Sarah is just, you know, where where is he gone? Well, he is coming back, and he is going to be in the new A24 film, Jaunty, in which it'll be about a sheltered kid moving to New York City, writing one of the worst Broadway Broadway plays. It'll be a very highbrow comedy. I am super excited. A24 is a lovely studio, and I'm excited to see him in a leading role again. And even more exciting news, Wes Anderson's new film, The French Dispatch, is coming out fairly soon. But there are already talks that Wes Anderson's next film will be starring Jeff Goldblum and... Our beloved Michael Sarah. So we may get an A24 That's Michael Sarah lead. That's a weird duo right there. I think that'll be interesting. That's kind of like me and Hank, you know? That's how I feel like. The nice man's man and then, you know, the curly-haired awkward guy. I feel like that's what that is. What do you think, Hank? Do you agree with that assessment? No, not at all. You think Zach's a weirdo? I agree. I, he, we can't see him that... All right. I can see him. I have great 2020 vision with my contact but, lenses. Anyway, look forward to John T. That should be coming out sometime next year. Um, I'm pretty sure the French Dispatch already came out. No, I'm talking about Jaunty. Oh. Yeah, so Jaunty, the, the A24 film is going to be in. That comes out soon. And then stay tuned uh, for uh, probably about two years since the French Dispatch just came out. About two, two and a half years to see our boy Michael Sarah in a Wes Anderson film alongside Jeff Goldblum. Let's get that star back on the silver screen where he belongs. And uh, that was our Michael Sarah Halftime Report. Cue out Michael Sarah Halftime Report graphic. That'd be very interesting to see him in a movie with someone like that. Who, who's the dream person that you'd like to see uh, Michael Sarah uh, be a duo with in a movie that mm. isn't Jonah Hill? That isn't Jonah Hill. Um, I actually, maybe this is just because I just saw Dune and I really like both of them in this. Either Oscar Isaac or Jason Momoa. I think this idea Jason of Jason Momoa, I think, honestly, as weird as that sounds, would be a great 
cast. It'd be, I'd be really fun to do a sort of like, even if he's like the one B, a Jason Momoa like spy movie where like Michael Sarah's like the Q uh, sort of role, that like sort of tech guy sort of with role with it. And they have that like dynamic back and forth. I think that's really interesting because I think Michael Sarah works really great uh, as a lead, but I think he works great when someone else is the charismatic center, when he's more of the emotional center, where he's a lot of the emotion really comes from, but a lot of where when the humor and sort of the char charisma comes from someone else. And Jason Momoa has shown in Dune and Aquaman and a bunch of the films he's been, he has a lot of that. And I, Oscar Isaac is just an amazing actor that I think would be nice to see someone of that caliber work with Michael Sarah. All right, that was way too much time after the Michael Sarah <laughs> halftime report. Let's talk about some relevant stuff All that right. people would actually be interested in talking so about, please. Next, uh, next segment, uh, new coming out this Christmas, the film American Underdog, uh, starring Zachary Levi and uh, Dennis Quaid as the, uh, 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 also as the coach. Uh, Kurt Warner, feature film, for film about Kurt Warner, rise from being a bagger of groceries to leading the uh, St. Louis Rams and the greatest show on turf to two back-to-back -back Super Bowls, one Super Bowl, uh, victory. Uh, I'm curious on your excitement level, your thoughts on Zachary Levi and Dennis Quaid in that, in that movie. My excitement level? I, I'm, I'm a big Kurt Warner. At the very least. Yeah, Kurt Warner, yeah. you know, it's interesting. Because again, he tried this before, right? Like he, uh, he's come out with stuff before. So originally he tried to come out with a documentary about sort of like his faith yeah. and how it got into it. But this is a full feature film, narrative biopic starring uh, Shazam himself, Zachary Levi, and the co coach will be Zachary uh, Levi Quaid. will be interesting. Dennis Quaid, uh, I think, to me anyways, from what I've seen, really does his homework. Yes. And really communicates with the people that he's portraying, mm -hmm. right? So, like, maybe this will be more, you know, centered around fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen, like, obviously, just talking to people, uh, Jim the Rookie Morris, who we've had on this show, talking about, you know, having to play him in a movie. Like, they were, like, best friends for six months because yes. he really took the time. He lived with them. He really took the time to get to know all of his mannerisms, mm -hmm. how he talked, mm -hmm. how he spoke to people, what his actual story was. Yeah. So as an actor, I respect Dennis Quaid for that, and I think he, he can pull off really anything that he really sets his heart yeah. to. Yeah, as a, as a Cardinals fan, and Kurt Warner was one of the few joys that I got in that oh-so-close Super Bowl run, and, you know, you know, going to GCU for a long time during that, especially during the times of the Cardinals, big man of faith, and to see a player succeed like that despite the odds while still maintaining his faith. I'm really excited. I'm going to be a fun movie. And that'll segue to my next question for you. Top, speaking of sports films, what are your top three favorite sports films of all time? My top three favorite sports films of all time. That is interesting. Would Talladega Nights count? I'll count Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't count that, but I'll put it on um, Field of Dreams. I think has Ooh, to be for everybody. That's a great they one. They just played the the first ever Field of Dreams game this year between the Yankees and the White Sox in Iowa. Kevin Costner was there throughout the ceremonial first pitch. Nice. Uh, that one was very interesting. Um, not that this is one, but for the love of the game, which was another Kevin Costner mm. baseball movie where he's mm -hmm. a pitcher for the Tigers yes. through a perfect game. No continuity in that movie at all. <laughs> if you are a filmmaker or work in any sort of digital film, you would hate that oh, movie because there is no continuity mm. at all, especially at the end. The, the final hitter was number 13, and he was a righty, and as he was walking back to the dugout as they were celebrating on the field, he was number 71 wearing a lefty batter's helmet. Oh, no. Oh, no. You don't think anybody would notice that? <laughs> I noticed that. I was 13 when I first. I'm like, Dad, why? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> 
So a little bit lower budget film. Seriously. <laughs> Inter I mean, that one was very interesting. Oh, it looks like we have a tweet coming in. Oh, Jesus. We haven't had a tweet in a few weeks. Hank, Hank the Tank tweets. Oh, it's from Hank. He's got to go with Major League. Major League? That's a Major good, okay. League. And I don't know why I forgot about Major League. That was a great movie. That was a really good one. There are, honestly, there's probably a ton of, uh, uh, flying, what was it, the Angels? Was it, oh, uh, Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield. That's I a saw really that one good last one. year. I got a... I, I'm all over the place. My scatterbrain can't remember any of the movies right now. What, what are some of your favorites? Maybe right. they're different. So, Hopefully they're different. So I, the one rule stipulation I put, because I watch a lot of sports movies, is I had to pick a different sport for each of my three. So first one, I'm going to do UFC The Warrior. It was uh, with Tom Hardy. and uh, That is an awesome movie. I, I honestly was not even categorized categorizing that movie as a sports movie. Because it's so that, good. It, it's a great movie. Two brothers who don't know each other at all. That scene on the beach right before they're fighting yeah. the tournament. Oh, my God. Just an absolute incredible movie. I think it really kind of, like, shows what... Um, it does do some things in terms of the amount of training time it takes for UFC, but I think it still shows the grittiness of the sport. They still got a lot of the commentators to do, uh, to be in the film. And it's just an overall, it's a great story. And it's still, I think shows a lot of the appeal via sport, even if it's not 100% accurate. No, just of really, not. Just really like that one. Um, second one, I'm going to go with uh, boxing, sticking in the combat sport. It's the classic, Rocky. It is... Another one I forgot about. So what is good. wrong with me? It is, especially as my dad growing up as a Philly boy and him taking me to those stairs. It's just... It's such a amazing movie. You were probably heaving by the time you got to the top there. I could only imagine you walking up those steps. I ran them. I ran up really? them. Really? See, in high school, I was actually in all right, at least cardio shape. I was still not muscular, but I was, you know, at least, you know, conditioning was decent. But that is just an incredible classic film. One best picture. Which one's your for favorite? Reason. Of the Rocky films? Probably the original. Really? Uh, I would say. Uh, that makes sense. I, I would I say was Creed go is four. close. I was going to go with four. Four is good. Four, Ivan Drago. Four is so entertaining. Four is probably the, probably, four is the one I've rewatched the most. I will say that four yeah. is the one I've rewatched the most. The new director's cut coming out for that one, so that'll be exciting to see. You can catch that, I believe, either just finished in theaters or but the DVD Blu-ray version director's cut. I love the Creed movies that. too. I'll be I'll, I'll be that one guy that says it. No, I, I, really I like the like Creed. The Creed I like the Creed movies as well. Michael B. Jordan's great. And then uh, my third one, you know, they're much better. Um, Football movies, you know, there's, you know, Remember the Titans, there's Rudy. Another great one. Another there's, great one. Mm -hmm. There's a, bun there's the a bunch of ones that are I better. But I wanted to include one comedy, because sports comedy should also count. And so for my football pick, I'm going with Waterboy. Oh, Waterboy. One of my favorite phenomenal. Adam Sandler movies. Just so hilarious. You can quote it all the time. And so. Phenomenal. Will this American underdog coming out this Christmas from, uh, from Zachary Levi and Dennis Quaid about the story of Kurt Warner meet up to any of the movies we mentioned? I don't know. Who knows? Got to give a shout-out to Rob Schneider, too, uh, the Benchwarmers. You're right. Great, you're right. great baseball movie. Shout-out Rob Schneider. But, uh, yeah, that's it. And then uh, I believe the only thing we have left to talk about tonight is uh, speaking of the war here in UFC. We talked about it a little bit last time, but let's give our full thoughts. UFC 268 this weekend. It's going to be very interesting. I've been looking forward to this forever i'm gonna do a podcast tomorrow with mma mike back uh back in the saddle again it's been a while since i've talked mm -hmm. to him uh but he's, he's actually going to madison square garden by himself to go to this fight wow uh in new york city uh gaethje versus chandler he talked about i'm very excited for that matchup and obviously 
the main event between Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington. The second time around, I still think Kamaru's going to whoop him. He's just going to hand him a new one for the second straight time. Colby Covington has been able to morph into this character, though, which is something I'd, I'd, you I'd like to see. You're excited for his mic game. Is what yes, I think he will crush Kamaru in the mic game. Just It's going to be like McGregor Poirier all over again. Well, Connor talked the talk. Dustin was just like, whatever, let's just get in the mm. let's get in the cage and fight. And that's what he did. Yeah, I'm super excited. I agree with you. I think uh, it's going to be same same as the first time, just going to absolutely slaughter them. But is this the uh, is this the first Madison Square Garden? Because I know we've had Vegas. I know we've had uh, Abu Dhabi. Is this? Oh the first? no no no! They've had. Square I went Garden. to the first Madison Square Garden event in 2016. It was McGregor no, I meant versus Alvarez. Since, since the pandemic. Uh, I mean, no, this is, the this, first... is, this is the first one since the pandemic. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Back, you know, MSG, it's back, baby. Yeah, we got another big Knicks are Knicks are doing well. You know, the UFC 268 Madison Square Garden is back. And uh, unless there's anything else to talk about, I think that uh, wraps up. Who our gave show you today. the fucking privilege to wrap up my show? I'm the one. You know what it is? That's the show. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. There's there's your notes. Uh, as his notes burn to the ground, hey, here we okay, go. Okay. Uh, this was episode 430. 34, 436, I should say, uh, of the podcast. We are presented by betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus only at betonline.ag. You should probably watch as that burns uh, to the ground. Hank, you can uh, kill the light. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.